0: Hey guys, welcome to the Bag and Boardcast episode number five hundred and three. I'm Chris. I'm John, and I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in
1: three ways. The first being the Week in Geek, bring you the top geek stories of the past
2: week. Next is the list, the comic books that we are looking forward
0: to coming out December seventh. 2022. And then we followed up with our weekly rotating main topic, and this week we're taking a look back at some of the comic books we read for November 2022.
2: Mm-hmm. And as always, we're having Paul's, a beer. Paul's
1: lost and in that
0: can, too. Just
1: I am. I'm trying <laughs> to figure out what's going on. It seems like there's a dead water bear on it. Um, Guys, like, where, like on a hoverboard Uh Crossing a bridge. This is because over at uh, Clown Shoes, they're doing limited release cans for the 12 beers of Christmas, and we're drinking their Big Goods Pale Ale. And this is their Pale Ale that's, uh, what, uh, 5% something like that? Uh, 5.5% alcohol by volume. And uh, John, what, what do you think of it? I'm, oh. It's
2: okay. It's a fine drinking beer. I have no problem drinking this. It's very thin, um, but it's it's fine. Like I enjoy this out of the other beers that we had because it's so light. Um, but uh, there's nothing bad, bad. But there's nothing good, good about it. It's just middle of the road pale ale, as we
1: would say, like five hundred episodes ago. Nothing to write the soldiers about.
2: Yeah, it's- correct.
0: It's not bad. Like I, I like it. Um, it's fine. Like I have no complaints. It's not something I'd be uh, breaking down doors to get another one, but it's fine. If I ordered it a pale
1: and I got this, a pale ale, and I got this, I'd be like, "Yep, yep, that's a
0: pale ale." That I means got a nice little citrus pop to it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you, I'm glad we, yeah, like we did the beers out of order in the box for this show because this was going to follow this beer would be at the end mm-hmm. of a coconut stout and a coconut coffee stout and a double ipa and i'm glad we did it first because this beer wouldn't hold up like it would be, taste worse after we had those two big yeah. beers i mean
0: best case scenario would still just be what it is and just like yeah it's fine yeah like, and I think ultimately that's what it would be, even if we are trying, like, oh, compared to the other two, I think we'd still be like, yes, yeah, it's fine. I think it, it, fine. it loses nothing by going first or last. <laughs> if I was
1: going to drink this pack, and I think I said this kind of thing last year, but I don't remember, because you know what? I was drinking. Um, and I was trying to do this one a day, and this was, like, the one and only beer I was going to have that day. I'd be a little, little, little disappointed. Be like, uh, oh, really? I, I'd be cracking into uh, another Christmas ale right after. it would be like, I didn't drink enough. <laughs> you know?
0: Hmm. What if you bought right. two of these boxes and you start with the first beer from one and the last beer from another? Ooh. And you crisscross. Because then you get two beers a day, Paul. Yeah, it's, uh, like a Or, also... Let me throw this one at you. You're an adult. You can drink however much you want. It doesn't necessarily yeah, yeah. But, just have to know, be one out of a box.
1: <laughs> but the, I think the marketing is 12 beers a Christmas. It's like an advent calendar, <coughs> you know, beer box, though it's not an advent calendar. But you yeah. could treat it like, as such. And I think yeah. if I was, I would be disappointed.
0: That's okay.
2: Yeah. I'm not sweating. Huh. No.
1: No, you know what? Uh, who's not really sweating it at all? Harrison Ford. Man, you guys see that trailer? Yeah. You did you guys hear Indiana, that? Yeah. That name? Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny. Man, I'm so glad that Lever 2000s did not get the uh, get the cross promotion that where that they went with Dial because it just makes a better better Indiana Jones title.
2: Yeah, but it's not a good title. Yeah,
1: it's well. How, how was how would you like Indiana Jones and Two Thousand Levers? <laughs> uh, I like it just as much as Indiana Jones: Irish Springs. Spring. Ooh,
0: oh, that'd be a good one. One. a good one. That's a good one. That's Indiana Jones. I can't think of any soap brands. Let's say, Lifebuoy, do they still make that? I, that's, <laughs> the only reason that's jumping in my head is because of a Christmas story, too. I don't know.
1: What do you guys uh, think of the trailer? Does it...
0: Uh, I like that Sala's back. I think we knew that before, but I might have forgotten that until I heard his voice. Because um, at first I was like, oh, that sounds like Sala. And then you kind of see a shot where it's over his shoulder, and you can see the beard and the fez. I'm like, okay, yeah, John Rhys-Davies okay. is back. Um, it... It looks fine. I think it's the baked goods of of movies. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to it, but it hasn't allowed me. And I think it's just kind of my hesitancy to get my hopes up for this because the last time that happened, we had Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which wasn't bad, but it was not good. Not good. Yeah, it was. Yeah. There were parts of it that were okay, and I don't know. I feel I feel the same way about this. Like there was an interview with him where. I, oh, because I wrote it down, and I was like, uh, eh, I'll bring it up, maybe. But literally, he says, like, oh, yeah, you know, I thought I was done with this character, but they they wanted to bring him back again. I was like, okay. Like, he doesn't have, like, anything bringing him back to this besides the fact that someone was like, hey, we'll we'll give you more money. You wanna? <laughs> and he's like, yep, yeah, I, I got more planes I got to pay off. Might as well. <laughs> You know how many
2: copters I can crash with this? Uh, yeah. No, it it looks interesting. I mean, Harrison Ford definitely looks in good shape, but he
0: also looks old. <laughs> Sala looks old. And they are. They're old men. Didn't we discuss um, this? Isn't he older now than Sean Connery was in Last Crusade where he played, like, the old man, his father? Sean Connery
2: was just a few years older. Okay, mm-hmm. I think yeah, I think in, in that they were like they were off by like eight years or something.
0: Yeah, wild. But yeah, it looks it looks fine. I
1: have, yeah, I'll see it. I'm neither more or less excited about it, but I am less nervous for it.
0: If this was the only movie you could see in the lead up to Christmas, how would you feel? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you know what I'm still this is what I'll say about this trailer I'm still not convinced that I want to see this in theater so I'm still going to look for more trailers for this movie where most of the time I'm like nope not going to watch a trailer I'm done
2: I don't think I would I just where my life is going right now I probably will not see this in the theater Uh, this is gonna this is gonna be coming out after some major events that are gonna be happening and i probably won't get out to see this in the theater but also it's like i haven't gotten out to see black panther it's on our list of things to do it keeps getting pushed back major snowstorm holidays holiday parties oh so it's my fault but then it's like, oh, it's going to be on. It's going to be on Disney Plus sooner. Like it's going to be on there soon. So it's like, do we need to? Do we need to rush out and see it? I can watch it on my our TV, and we have a
1: huge TV. Like one of us. One of us. Yeah, that's how I felt about a lot of the Phase Four Marvel movies. Is like, if I don't see it opening weekend. Then I'll just wait. Because I already if I can get through opening weekend or an opening week without like getting spoiled on it, then awesome. I'm gonna make it through until it's on Disney Plus because the the churn on this stuff is so high that people will talk about it for a week and then nobody's talking about it again.
0: It you doesn't There's matter. There's too much content. Like as soon as yeah. something's out, like I'm I'm just a broken record and I can mentioned about it and i have been I'm tracking everything that I've watched this year for when we do our annual Look Back show. And, like, I have so many TV shows and movies that have come out. And the first movie I watched this year, 2022, was The Matrix Resurrections. I forgot that movie (laughs) even came out, though. I was just
2: talking to people about that today. Some guy was like, I just saw it. I liked it.
0: Eh, I I would question his... His taste and things, because it wasn't good. But that was the first movie I saw this year, and it, it's already been forgotten. And then, like, the first TV show I watched this year was Book of Boba Fett, which, again, has been swept under the rug by everything else that's come out, because we've already had Obi-Wan Kenobi, another Star Wars show, that was better. and then Andor, another Star Wars show, which I haven't even caught up on, because since Andor came out, I've also watched Rings of Power, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon... Uh, Cabinet of Curiosities, and now I'm watching Wednesday.
2: And Willow just uh, and Willow just came out you know, too, which I want. Willow looks really good.
0: So that's
1: it's just that hard. It was released yesterday. <coughs> we record. We're recording on Thursday, December first.
0: And man, it's it's tough. And like I lump in um, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special with movies, but mm-hmm. it was technically like a TV special, and same thing with. Moon or not Moon Knight? Well, yeah, Moon was, Night. Werewolf by Night. Like, it's it's hard to keep up on all that. now.
1: Did I tell you guys that I watched Moon Knight finally? No, no, you didn't. Yeah, it was. It was actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Like, I was afraid that it was going to just be over the top violent. But it was. It was fun. It was a lot There's, more of a fun, fun adventure it. than it was. Oh, yeah.
2: Tour de Force with. Uh,
0: oscar isaac's acting in that yeah Mm -hmm. that's a lot of fun uh something else that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun today we also got the guardians of the galaxy volume three trailer definitely pulls on a couple of threads from the holiday special which paul still hasn't sat down to Um. watch but you know what it's okay it's a quick watch it's a lot of fun Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i i will definitely watch it it's definitely on the list for this holiday season Definitely, will watch it. It was. It's just haven't found the time. You know, mm-hmm. we're in midst of uh, deep pr- uh, preparation for the holiday party. So, and it is something that I want to watch with Kate because she really does enjoy the opening of Guardians of Galaxy Volume Two quite a bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Guardians, Guardians Three. Um, it doesn't really spoil anything from Holiday Special. The only thing that. Could be considered a spoiler. Is Cosmo the Space Dogs a member of the team now? Because hmm. Cosmo's in the poster for it, but that's fine. It's all good.
2: Didn't even know in the trailer. What do you think of
0: the the new Groot
1: look? Uh, he's th- like
0: a thick boy. Yeah, <laughs> right? he's wa- he's wider. Um, I'm okay with it, just to differentiate the the growth the and like yeah, the progression of Groot. It looks like a they just grabbed. Now. They just grabbed the
2: mascot from Disney.
0: Like, the, mas- the mascot from Disney is actually the original crew. Like it's a guy on stilts. Like it's much taller. <laughs> but it looks.
2: It looks so cartoony. Hmm. And I just think it looks like a guy in a suit.
0: Um, I, I can see that, but I don't know. Again, I'm fine with it.
1: So, you're saying the animation
0: looks like a guy in a suit?
1: I think it's just a guy in a
0: suit. Uh, James Gunn think? confirmed it is not. It's it's still CG.
2: Well, what? Is they're wasting, still they're wasting CG money because it's just a guy in a suit.
0: <laughs> so, and I'm is having my that Mal- flashback. Because... That's just a guy in a suit. Uh,
1: yeah, no, I. I think it's definitely playing on emotional heartstrings. Uh, it definitely makes me feel like some of these guardians of the characters will not make it out of this adventure. Looking at you, Rocket. We're getting way too much Rocket backstory for me not to think he's going to die.
0: I, I feel uh, that,
1: yeah. He's got- there's a scene of them carrying uh,
2: Star-Lord's lifeless body. Yeah, Or it's a prison break and they're just
0: you know carrying him. Oh, maybe. I mean, I do like that Rocket has a new otter friend. That's cool looking. But yeah, looks fine. looks fun. That one I will see in the theaters. Uh, you guys got anything else you want to... Automobile auto? Otter?
1: I was trying to think of mode of oh. transportation plus, plus the animal that it is. So automobile otter? Mm. No, doesn't work as well. Auto otter? does not. You like you come up with a better one. I,
0: I choose not to. Uh, let's talk about James Gunn. Something else that he confirmed recently, uh, outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, his new home over at DC, uh, DC Studios. Uh, the DCU will now be uh, like continuous canon between movies, TV shows, and games.
1: Mm. But a continuous canon within a multiverse.
0: I think some of it will be still standalone stuff, that the things that they already have in production like Joker and the Matt Reeves Batman sequel, but I think everything else going forward is going to be kind of what everybody's been wanting and hoping for for a while is, yes, it's not just going to be one big family, like Marvel. Not going to be your, your separate pockets of like, well, this ties into this, but it doesn't really touch on anything else. Like your Suicide Squad and Justice League, but not the Suicide Squad, but also, Black Adam, but not with Shazam, because he does... The Rock doesn't want it to tie in, but Shazam does tie into Justice League, which so does Black Adam.
1: Yeah. They're, but, get, they're uh, getting there.
0: They're getting there.
2: Just tell me good and stories, dude. And then James Gunn keeps putting out pictures on his, like, Instagram and Twitter. Like, he put out uh, Mr. Terrific. Ooh. Put From, that well, out. Yeah, yeah. And then just recently he put out a, uh, sorry, I'm trying to find it. It is uh, Kingdom Come. Hmm. So it's the uh, Kingdom Come at the table with the Superman with the Dark S and all the characters around him. And it's like, all right, James Gunn, what are you going to do? And it just has the comment of making plans. So yeah. who knows what he what he means by that. But, uh, but also also thing like?
0: Okay, oh, I was gonna say because also recently he did do a like a poll on his Twitter, or Instagram, somewhere. Just hey, what characters would you guys want us to see us? You know, work with or do like not a guarantee that we're going to, but like, who would you be interested to see? And a week later, he posted the results and saying like surprisingly, Booster Gold is like the character that or not Booster Gold, <laughs> was it Booster Gold it was, I think it was booster gold. It was like the character that most people were like, yeah, I want to see booster gold stuff, like completely different from, you know, what they would have been expecting. But again, you know, a fresh character, someone different. Why not? Nobody's going into booster gold with any kind of preconceived notions. He might as well.
2: Yeah. And he could put, uh, uh, Nathan Fillion, as booster gold and, uh, John Cena, uh, I was going to say uh, what's his name who played uh, Wash I can't Alan Tudyk as uh, Blue Beetle perfect yeah it'd be a lot of fun perfect
1: yeah and you could still do the Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle and it would well that's still coming out yeah the kid from Cobra Kai Kai is uh, Jaime Reyes Um, but I was going to say the thing with Kingdom Come is you've got to build to that story yeah you know, it's not, like, I, I guess these characters, like, nowadays, because we had Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, like, the cartoon series, like, I think adults that grew up watching that, those those animated shows, have enough of the DC universe underneath their belt to, like, appreciate the, the kingdom come and what that could be, because it is just a story of the fall of the... The Justice League ideal, and then the trying to reclaim th- that same ideal. So, which we got in Justice League Unlimited quite a bit. Yeah. So maybe maybe it would work. I think maybe it's in the cultural zeitgeist enough.
0: I mean, even if people aren't aware of it, I think it could still be done as a good story if handled in the right way. Because all you have to do is just set it up with a title card that's. Like in the future, and you just have like the old superheroes. Like that's, yeah. People would probably be oh, interesting. Like they yeah, people maybe like Watchmen
1: that. with that title se- uh, title sequence. So yeah, yeah, at the beginning, just tell a good story,
2: and uh, maybe some good stories that we're looking forward
1: to <clears throat> over in the list. Uh, Paul, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to a uh, comic book. That you know delves back into one of my childhood favorite things. You know, there was uh this great uh, animated series that was on back when I was a kid, uh, and that was Fantastic Four. It was always introduced with by Stan Lee. You know, during the uh, the Marvel Power Hour. Uh, but no, uh, I got Fantastic Four number one that I read uh, this this past month. I did not bring it to the list just because I it was, seemed like a very it was a very weird way to start off. Uh, number one, a new, a new on, you know, new arc for an ongoing. It was just kind of a uh, bubble issue or a standalone issue of uh, Ben Grimm hanging out with uh, his blind lady, Alicia Masters, um, and being trapped in like a weird time bubble. And then at the very end, you learn that they're they're out there having a vacation, trying to get away from things because uh, Reed Richards blew up part of Manhattan um, so here in issue two the solicitations are kind of promising that we're going to learn what actually happened here because Reed and Sue are on the run from well everything so here we go so we're, maybe maybe this will like actually start the ball rolling in a little bit more than, than issue one did <laughs>
0: interesting John, what are you looking forward to? Uh,
1: I am
2: looking forward to an animated series that I used to love as a kid and that I've been re-watching with my son. And it's coming back as a comic book. And this is going to be Gargoyles number one. Uh, <clears throat> coming from Dynamite Comics... And this has the uh one of the the series creators, Greg Weissman, uh, and illustrator uh George Cambayas to reintroduce the Manhattan clan, the family of gargoyles, uh, back into the modern day New York City. And uh I I can't I can't wait. Um I pre-ordered one of the covers and I told the guys that if I go in and they have another cool cover, this would be a time where I would buy multiple covers of the same book. Because I loved Gargoyles as a kid. I re-watched it in my probably like mid-30s, early 30s. And then watching it now with my son... Um, and buying him all the '90s action figures too lately. Just finding them on eBay super cheap. I'm just uh, I'm chomping at the bit for uh, for this series.
0: Yeah, it's definitely one that I'm really looking forward to too. As soon as they announced it, I was excited. I did read the last Gargoyles comic book, um, also written by Greg Weisman. Came out from Slave Labor Graphics back in like 2004, 2005 maybe. Um, which was also kind of sold as the, the sequel to the Gargoyle series because you demanded it. Uh, it obviously went away and now we're getting the real sequel to the Gargoyle series because you demanded it. Um, I'm okay with that though. I'm looking forward to this one. I do like that there's a ton of covers for it. I might pick up a couple extra ones as well because I also really like the fact that some of these covers our actual old artwork that was mm-hmm. done to promote like the VHS copies of like gargoyles when they were releasing those from like pizza hut and stuff. Um, there's a Joe Medwara cover that I remember as original artwork that was used to advertise the show. When I was reading Disney adventures off the newsstands, uh, pretty exciting. I don't know. I'm amped for it. Paul, you <clears> looking <throat> forward to it too? I am.
1: I we was a- kind of like segueing mm-hmm. into it as, you know, my book as if I was going to think Gargoyles. But, you know, uh, I-, I was going to pick this book, and but I wanted to, you know, pick something different than John. You know, my middle child syndrome came out where I was like, I can't like something somebody else likes. So, but no, I'm, I'm excited to see what uh, adventuring what adventures happen. Will adventure? Yeah, will adventure. And, you know, maybe I'm not as good as I think. Uh I, I'm interested to see if they bring the uh the gargoyles from Avalon or if that was, that's not actually a thing anymore. That third season was weird, guys.
2: Well, that, wasn't it? Like the there was like the three seasons and then there was like Adventures of the Gargoyles where they they changed
1: There was a lot something of the,
2: weird. It got no, really it got really that. weird and then it ended. Yeah. Cuz like the Disney or something was like, "Nah, it's not good enough. We need to change stuff." And like people really like what we've been doing. They're like, "No, we need to sell more toys. You need to put them in iron suits and give them swords and battle axes and other weird things and yeah. I don't
1: know. It got bad.
2: That's all. I'm gonna
1: yeah. Say. It, it got bad. It got o- it got away
0: from them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh Chris, me. I'm Are looking you forward. A to comic book
0: getaway? Well, I'm looking forward to gargoyles, as I said, but I'm also looking forward to a new number one coming out from Image Comics, and this is Radiant Pink. This is another spinoff from the Kyle Higgins Radiant Black series, uh, which I'm really enjoying. This corner of the Image universe, uh, he's got his own kind of like little mini imprint almost. Now it's like the supermassive universe, uh, but we're learning a little bit more about one of the other Radiants. Uh, this one is being written by Melissa Flores, who is also someone that's written a couple other books in this little mini imprint, as well has worked over on the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic okay. book, where Kyle Higgins probably got to know her and was like, hey, if you want to do this on your own, let's talk. Um, and being drawn by Emma Kubert. And if that last name sounds familiar, it's because she is a third-generation comic Kubrick? book artist. Uh, her grandfather was Joe Kubert, her dad is Andy Kubert, and her uncle is Adam Kubert. Uh, so she is like the, the heir to the throne. She's also a graduate of. Let me read this. Uh, yes, the Kubert School of uh, comic <laughs> book artwork. So yeah, let's let's go. Let's keep that heritage nice. going. Um, I'm excited for this one. And, John, are you excited for our next beer?
2: I am. And uh, we are doing another beer from Ooh. Clown Shoes, a, nine, out of this a 9% beer. P- 9%. And this is their Space Cake Double IPA. We've had this multiple, multiple, multiple times on this show. Uh, Through these boxes, just, I think, on its own. This is kind of now their flagship IPA, Um, and it's a very old-school West Coast double IPA. A lot of sweet malt, a lot of bitter hop on it. Um, It's good, but it's nothing that wows me anymore. And there are those beers that are of this elk um, that still kind of make me go, huh, that's a good IPA. Uh, Fiddlehead IPA, uh, Second Fiddle, like those are kind of West meets East, the grandfathers of New England uh, IPAs. Bell's
1: Two Hearted. Would
2: that be in the same category? Uh, well it's not a double but it is a west coast i p a okay
1: okay but same kind of flavor profile without the added yeah well there's is there a double hearted or is it two hearted
0: two two-hearted is the regular one but there is like a there is double a double IPA. hearted yeah okay but um yeah it's it,
2: not it's not bad it hides its nine percent hmm very well
0: it does. Like, I think, again, talked about it last week when we first started doing this. I think all of these beers are decent beers and kind of all stand as an individual amongst everything else that you're drinking out of this box. Um, I like that they have a double IPA in here. Like, mm-hmm. If you are someone like Paul's talking about where you just have like your one beer a day and it's something you've never had before, this might be something that you're like, oh... That's a double IPA, okay?
1: Yeah, I'd be happy with this as that one beer for a day. Like you know, it's a nine percent or it's a big one. It's it's got enough flavor where I want to take it slow. But if I was like, well, let's gulp this down, I could still do it. Yeah, like you know, it, it allows me to enjoy it the way I want to enjoy it during you know that day. You know, it. it I could see it space cake being a good bridge filler if the price is right for it you know if it's like if i was like oh, you know what i want i want a six pack of like a double ipa you know a, like not a two, you know because i like the two roads too juicy but that's you know more of an east coast but you know i i've been saying for the longest you know for at least i would say the last year that i'm like you know what i kind of want to go west coast again i want big pineiness. i want this isn't big pine country but it's still got that malt sweetness that i'm, I'm liking so yep. i could see myself picking this up again but i was trying to think well what other beers that have similar flavor that i would be more likely to pick up and for whatever reason too hard or
0: yeah two hearts from my from Bill's.
2: Yeah. Um Torpedo from Sierra Nevada.
0: Uh, I think I would go for this over torpedo, because that's just a little bit too <sighs> yeah.
2: west coast. You know uh, what? I haven't had a
0: torpedo in probably ten years. Well you know what we felt the same way with Celebration until we had it last year and we were like, Oh wow, okay. Like, we had it two two years ago. Was it two years? Okay, I thought it was last yeah. year.
2: Yeah, it was two years ago. It was uh, had, what year was it? We had it.
0: I don't even know what twenty anymore.
1: twenty <laughs> I just wanted to hear John say twenty twenty again. <laughs> it
2: was twenty it was twenty twenty one though. Oh. No, it would have been twenty twenty. For some reason I was thinking I'm like 20, I did math and I'm twenty sure two I two thought it minus. was twenty twenty three already. What is going
1: on? Oh space cake, time travel. It's weird. Go. So uh you know what else is weird? A a dramatic, dramatic dramatic readings. Reading. <laughs> From Stargirl. The lost children. Issue 1 Page 17 Panel 6 Don't
2: Stop Looking
1: (laughs) And that was a dramatic reading From Stargirl The Lost Children Issue 1 Page 17 Panel 6 and guys, we're going to be reviewing that book
0: pretty soon here. We are.
1: Our I mean, monthly look back.
0: I just realized I never did the uh, the comic book post for yesterday for the list, so I'm doing that while we're talking, because I'm also getting ready the dramatic reading panel that John just did, so that one will be up and timely. The list uh, on picks... The Instagram. Nope, I'm, I'm bad at this, guys. <laughs>
2: Uh, but uh for look back um a little something different uh, usually we each pick a book uh that's been our thing for now, for recently uh but guys I picked 3 of the 4 books. I added one in. Uh-huh. I picked Paul Stargirl Girl for him pretty much Robin. Uh, <laughs> I picked the uh the Spider-Man too. So um, the books that we're going to read is going to be uh, Star Wars Hidden Empire, number one, Chris's pick. Uh, Justice Society of America, number one, John's pick. Uh, Spider-Man The Lost Hunt, number one, my pick. And Girl: The Lost Children, number one,
0: my pick. <laughs> so I, um, I do want to say, because I thought this was kind of fun. All of our original picks all almost had, like, one or two words in common because it was Star Wars, Hidden Empire, Star Girl, The Lost Children, and then Spider-Man, Lost Hunt. So if you want to mash all the books together, it would have been, like, Star Girl, Wars, The Lost Hunt, Children, Empire, that's hidden. (laughs) And then John also added in Justice Society of America, which does not fit that that title convention, so... It is what it is. <clears throat>
2: uh, but I re- So I read Stargirl. It was the first book out of these ones that I read. And Jeff Johns coming back, doing that. And I knew Jeff Johns was writing Just Society of America. And I really liked Stargirl. And I was like, ah, let's throw in Just Society because it'd be another good talking point for us and I don't think this book has that- nothing
0: to do with star girl though because when you yeah. said like after like oh a star girl like let's justice Society? because I didn't read any of the books until today so I was like oh they probably like have some sort of crossover like this spins out of it no not at all
1: no well I was between like I wanted to make sure that I read both star girl and fantastic Four number one because I wanted to you know pick one book for the list you know because that's that's what we do here we pick one book and we bring it to the table so i'm like okay i'm gonna fantastic four number one i didn't love love star girl number one was better i'm gonna bring star girl to the table and then uh then john's like oh yeah we should read justice society of america which i had picked for the list which everybody can see on instagram yeah
2: but i picked it for you for the list
1: but, uh, but they can see that I picked it. It's my pick.
0: It is It, it, it is, is his pick. pick. It is titled um, as his so pick. So I
1: hadn't read it yet, and then all of a sudden John's like, oh, we should definitely read, you know, uh, just Society of America. And I'm like, okay, cool, instead of Spider-Man? And he's like, no, both. And I'm like, that's not how this works. <laughs> that's how it works. And you said and instead of Stargirl. Like,
2: oh, yeah, and I said instead of Stargirl? He's Girl? like, no, I love Stargirl. I, I want to still talk about that.
0: We could do four books. We used to do a pile of books. Yeah, so. we used to do a lot more, but at the end of the episode, you could tell we were just like, oh, our next book was this. Uh, I didn't like it that much. I uh, I will be getting it. You, you got it? No? Okay. That's the show, everybody.
1: Uh, that's <laughs> because we try to cram a whole month's worth of book reviews in one episode.
2: Do you guys remember when the list used to be just, uh, we'd bring in the stack of books that we bought, uh-huh. and we would just go, uh, and I read uh, this, it was okay, and then you just listed all the books that we bought, uh-huh. and yeah. I was like, guys, uh, <laughs> I don't think this is good podcasting. Let's not do that.
1: Yeah,
0: Let's all read the book. All read one book for the yeah. whole month, not for the week.
1: For the whole, whole month.
0: month. That's it. Yeah, be selective. And then John's like, hey, I'm going to read two. And we're like, whoa, slow down. <laughs> but okay, John, since you picked the majority of the books, which one do you want to start off with? Uh, let's start off with uh, Star Wars Hidden Empire. Okay. So the one you didn't pick. Yeah. All right. Because this was my pick. So um, here we are dipping back into Star Wars. And it's been a while since I have read any of the like, quote-unquote current Star Wars books, um, I'm still trying to catch up on the like, the first maybe like th- three years um, because I'm so far behind. Uh, so imagine my surprise when I pick up Hidden Empire Number 1, written by Charles Soule, art by Steve Cummings, and it's introducing me to a lot of characters I don't know, but then reintroducing me to some characters I do from Solo. We have Kira, who's now head of the... Crimson Dawn, Crime Family, and I'm glad like the first maybe three quarters of this book was just telling me what I've missed in Star Wars, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because I would have had no idea where this book was coming in. Um, All that being said, that kind of took away from the book too, because I felt like okay, well now it's just explaining how we got to this point Okay, now I know what's going on, and now we're getting the actual story. Instead of... It could have thrown me in a little bit more, because that's kind of how we always go into Star Wars. Like, stuff's already happening. Mm -hmm. You're just jumping in, and you're catching up as things are happening. Um, So that kind of distracted me from it. But I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Like, when I do catch up finally into Star Wars, and I get to this point, I'll be like, okay... Now now I know where we are. Let's let's go and see how I feel about it. But.
1: It felt very final issue of a crossover by Brian Michael Benson. <laughs> the same thing. Bendis, Bendis. Telling Bendis. us just telling yeah. us everything that happened. But then I, again, I have to say I felt there was some restraint here. Because I was thinking that they were going to like tie in, oh and they got this artifact from Dr. Afra. And he can read, you know, because it could have been a lot more heavy-handed, a lot more like, hey, read all these other crossovers to see how we got here. You you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. But they didn't do that. They just said, like, hey, I know this is a 22-issue page comic book, and 17 of these pages are just going to be catching you up. But here we go and I thought they did a pretty good job yeah, of, I, like I, just dragging you through all that uh, exposition.
0: But again, it was it was a dragging you through it and I don't know, maybe like a couple pages up at the beginning, but out of like a however many page book it's, it's a lot of catch up. And if I was someone that had been maybe reading everything that led up to this point, I feel like if I had paid the 4.99 or whatever for this issue and mm-hmm. the first Ten pages of it were just yeah. rehashing. I I might be a little upset.
1: Yeah, I felt the same way when I s- decided to take pre calc and also uh, like, junior uh, like junior year, and I doubled up on my math in high school. So like every every time I went to class, it was like I had just the same math class twice. For the first ten weeks, because you re- remember high school math, like the first ten weeks was
0: just review of what you did last year. I don't. I hate. I hated math, so I probably needed yeah. that. That reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so, where we jump into this issue is Kira, who again we know from Solo: A Star Wars Story, is head of one of the famous Star Wars crime families, and she's leading her own secret rebellion against Emperor Palpatine and the Sith. Uh, and then it's kind of all systems go from there with a bunch of characters you don't know some you kind of might because we have what seems to be a precursor to the Knights of Ren in here as well but they're not the Knights of Ren that we know from the sequel trilogy uh, you get mentions of Darth Maul some some fun Palpatine stuff because you know it's just him sitting in a chair stewing over things mm-hmm. like normal uh, I think most of all like the characters characterizations there it works I just don't have a lot going for these other characters that I don't know and this MacGuffin the cage of yeah. Fatone whatever whatever it was called um, because again I haven't read any Star Wars books that would lead into this so I don't think it's the best blind Star Wars buy but again it's not a, a bad book and it's on me for jumping into a story that's been building up with like the Crimson Reign or Crimson Empire.
1: Crimson Rain. arc.
0: Because now this is part one of the next story arc. So oh, that's that's on me.
1: And now did the solicitations mention the Knights of Run? I feel like um, I, think I, I think they did. They
0: did. I th- I don't know if they mentioned it in the solicitations for this book or if it had been mentioned in the solicitations for the other mini that led mm-hmm. into this because I know I had seen them mentioned previously something.
1: Because these guys definitely seemed like, the Knights of Ren definitely seemed like just background characters that were like, no, we, we already tried that. No, we're not going to do that.
2: Alright, we're out. Well, that's more than they did in the uh, sequels trilogy. Yeah,
0: True, true, true.
1: Well, They got their butts kicked by Ben Solo. Come on. That was a fun fight scene.
0: <laughs> it, was it was a weird. fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> he shrugs. Yeah, mm, and, that's, and the, that's that's give big. This,
2: give me the saber through our telekinetic telekinetic link. Cuckoo.
0: And John defended that movie too, so that's how you know. That's I not a great I don't scene. think it was great, but I
2: liked it better than uh, Last Jedi.
0: Ooh. Uh, Last Do you Jedi like this Jedi. book more than Star Wars stuff?
2: Uh, no, I think the book totally took me out of it in the beginning because I was just like, uh I de- like I-, I feel like I don't need this book to super explain everything that's going on to me. I guess yes, you need it to kind of know, but it felt like it just went on too long. And then when stuff started happening, I, I didn't care. And then at the end, when it was like all part of the plan, it wasn't part of the plan. Like, mm-hmm. just nothing synced up in this for me, and it's not really any characters that I care about.
1: Paul, I thought they introduced some fun, like the the narrator character. I think she's kind of cool. Like the Ad- adepts the evitations or whatever they called the people that tried to like recreate dark side powers with technology and everything. I'm like, okay, cool. Interesting idea. But it's all kind of just thrown away. You know, it's all throwaway stuff. Like, so I don't know. I I like my high Republic stuff right now a little bit more than
0: this. Um, I think that is a more interesting corner of like the Star Wars timeline. Mm Mm-hmm. And same thing like that one you might not have a lot of information going into it but it seems more accessible and it could be because this is trying to tie in a lot of different storylines and corners of Star Wars into one Um, was this something that was also spinning out of that Revelations book that you were picking up like a week or two ago
1: Uh, I don't believe so because that was more of an anthology kind of thing
0: Gotcha, okay. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Right, Didn't John, hate it, but it's not great. Chad, you got two books, and one of your books supposedly goes into mine. Do you want your two books first, or should we do Stargirl next? And yeah, let's talk about a, a book that I was
2: sold that did not add up to what I was sold. And that would be Spider-Man, The Lost Hunt chapter one
1: hunted. I'm going to talk about this book, then right. I'll talk about... Right, but then I... If you didn't like it, all I'm saying is why didn't you just swap that out? Why did you before? say,
0: hey, don't read this I, one?
1: <laughs> it was the last book I read, because it was the last one I had downloaded.
2: I just read them in order, uh-huh. and then I read Stargirl, and I was like, oh, we should add this, I, or we should add JSA, because Jeff John's back, baby!
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... And craven the Hunter is back, baby! But that isn't Craven the Hunter, though. No. I don't know this dude, John. I don't this, either. Who this dude? I don't know who this dude. is. He's, who he's, this dude, he's, he, John? He, he used to be. He used to be
2: friends with Craven the Hunter, and he doesn't know he was resurrected. So Wait. this book was sold, was sold to me as more of a Craven book with a spider. The solicitation said it was a Craven book. With some Spider-Man undertones. But Craven pops up in the beginning. Coming out of his grave. And then we have a depowered. Spider-Man. Peter Parker. Who is having a hard time. Now living. Without his powers. Uh, probably having his powers. And doing stuff. Pushed all this stuff out of his mind. Now that he can't fight super-villains, swing through the city. He's having a hard time dealing with all of his emotional baggage?
1: And now that if he actually, you know, jaywalks and gets hit by a car, he could actually literally get hit by a car. Before, uh, Spider-Sense, agile as hell, he'd just roll away, and he'd be fine. Now he's... Now any wrong turn can cause imminent pain or death. Versus, you know, him being Spider-Man.
2: And uh, there's the...
1: I can't remember what
2: this character's name is. Um, but Vader. he not The not-craven hunter guy. Uh, he seems to be drugging Peter to have crazy hallucinations to also lead into him in his crazy state of mind. Uh, MJ is pregnant they've moved to Portland and um, he seems to be cracking under the pressure as this guy is trying to seek his revenge for the man who killed in his mind killed Kraven and then there's uh, another another kind of voodoo priestess who's also showing up
1: yeah
0: so I'm, I'm reading the Iraq notes in the back, which are informing me that this is uh, Gregor who continued the legacy after Craven's death, assisting uh, Craven's son, the Grim Hunter. Which I'm sorry if I have to read the the backup notes in the mm-hmm. issue to know who's who and what's going on in it. You maybe should have. Inter- Interstitial that into the actual story itself because I feel like just reading those three uh, three paragraphs at the end of the book kind of told the story better than yeah what was actually happening in the story.
1: But it's a balance because I think Star Wars did a little too much of that. You know, I can understand like, hey, ten pages, and this didn't do enough. To get, to, but even if they told me all that, I'd be like, I don't know any of those characters. I know Craven, yeah. Yeah. and I and think he it. does. He
2: does mention that at uh, in one of those. Yeah, he mentions that on page pages
1: page fifteen.
2: Yeah, but that's but, right in the middle of the book. But again, I don't know who any of those care. You know, I don't no. know who those. I'm Paul, are. son of Joe, son
1: of, jo- son of Joe. Who is son of Joe? Who was son of someone? You know, nobody knows. Nobody cares.
2: Yeah. Uh, I was hoping for a fun book. One of my favorite story man Sp- Spider-Man stories is Craven's Last Hunt. Um, I had those all as single issues when I was a kid. I remember reading them. And I just remember, like, being like, "Whoa, this is a heavy comic book."
1: And um, did it deal with the totem idea as well as for Spider-Man, or is that no being brought in now? Because I thought that's being brought in now,
2: right? That's something that I think is being brought in now.
1: Okay, because we all agree we are not Spider Totem people, right?
0: Uh, I I did like that story with Ezekiel. Oh, that original one. Like yeah, and the... And then the Spider-Verse stuff and we the, read- I can't remember their name, but like the... The energy vampires that would hunt spider people. Hmm. I, I like that story. It's okay. a much more crazy out-there Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I like those spider stories.
1: Yeah. Science science them. <laughs> Not... Not mystic bit him. Mystic didn't bite him. The spider, the science bit him. Uh, did I make another episode title?
2: I, no, because it seems like you're trying too hard.
1: No, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like it's, it's like when they go into the spider totem thing. It seems more like a like a, not golden like a pre golden age kind of idea of superhero versus you know the the. Gene Splice Spider bites him, that's more Silver Age. That's more like, hey, we're going to have science explain these superpowers. And I like Spider-Man being, you know, he builds the web the scientist. He's a scientist. He's a scientist. So, science is the start of it. He carries through that. He's a science character, not a mystic character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all I know is that we have a legacy
0: character coming up, I, I think we also have a, another beer coming up too. Yeah, we got mm.
1: oh, we got through two comics. We're, we're got we're get through. Yeah, we're we're halfway through.
0: So it's time. We, for when the beer. books aren't great, we don't have a lot to say. <laughs> also, when they're not absolutely terrible, we don't have a lot to say. Like I think these are just so far have just been middling, and there's nothing there to love. But there's nothing there to hate. Like there's nothing to keep that conversation going. Well, let me say this
1: about what I liked about the Spider Man book. Mary Jane and Peter Parker are together and they're like, I'm assuming married. Maybe they're having a kid out of woodlock. But whatever. Awesome. They're together. Beautiful. I love it. They're having a kid. <laughs> Peter Parker's ready to put away the Spider Man thing and be a dad.
0: Cool. Okay. They, they, you, I thought you were going to be going somewhere else with it because you start off, Mary Jane's pregnant. It was like, Oh, here comes Paul's weird, like, swollen <laughs> foot fetish that we didn't know about. I knew about it. <laughs> Give me them cankles. <laughs> See, Paul? that's Now that's the title. He's got a lot it happen.
1: Got a lot of happen. Uh, no, but I like them together. I like, ever since brand new, or One More Day. And they broke them up. Like, I've been less interested in Spider-Man. A character that I've been on record that I'm not very interested in. He's just... He's a character that just, for whatever reason, doesn't land for me. I like Spider-Man Blue from, uh, from Loeb. But... I don't think I've read a Spider-Man book that I'm like, Oh yeah, this is... I liked him in uh, battling Green Goblin. Uh, Scott Campbell, I think, did the art on it, and they were. It was like, I think Chris, you let me let me the issues, but I can't remember. Like what the I don't art remember.
0: Was.
2: I really liked uh, Superior Spider-Man, and again, that's not. Yeah, Superior cheater. was a
0: great book, but it's a really um, fun Spider-Man book, though. Yeah, I don't know. I I do enjoy my. My Spider versus though, I Much always like. I enjoy our next beer. <laughs> Go ahead,
2: John. No, I was just gonna say like I always like Spider Man, and I like I like the Peter Parker character because it's no matter what, even when he's beaten, he always gets back up and keeps going. And like whenever, when everyone pe- when people do that thing, like who would win in a fight, and people would be like Batman or Spider Man. I'd say Spider Man, and they'd be like, "No, Batman," you know. And I'm like, "Yeah, he's you know, technicianer. He'd study. He'd know how to beat him. This or that. But no matter what, Peter Parker, Spider Man, he always gets back up. He's always going to find that way in the end to beat that villain. Sheer dumb luck. Sheer brute strength. Finding that weakness he will figure out how to beat that villain not by planning ahead but just by pure willpower and I think that's always something that I've really liked about Peter is he just never gives up he just gets back up after having a building fall on him Mm -hmm. he gets back up after his girlfriend dies Like he Deals with those things, but he just continues on, and that's always something I like about Spider-Man.
1: That's why I love this comic. because you don't see this in this. Comic. You don't see th- you don't see that at all in this. You see him keep keep on like getting defeated by the, these pains of like PTSD, basically, and at which point, like, okay. And he I is being he is being drugged, Drugged, right? And he moves to a different city to escape the life he was living. And I I don't love people being like, well, why doesn't he just call the Avengers? But if you lose your powers and your identity has been out there, has been out there, has been out there, and isn't out there, I'm pretty sure the Avengers have some way of being like. Dude, we'll watch your back. We'll help you through this transition. Like, and if he's having the, these kind of like, "Hey, I lost my powers," I'm pretty sure that he can sit down with Doctor Samson and talk this out. Like,
2: yeah, and I you think, know what I mean. Like, I think the Spider-Man books to see they and that brings to us s- to our
1: sponsor, BetterHelp.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man books always seem to be very self-contained.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: anyways, we're going to talk about the next beer. We're, I was vamping for <laughs> no, uh, everyone to be ready for the next beer.
0: No, that's okay. I mean, again, we haven't talked about these books a lot because there's not a lot to talk about from these books. So I think w- all we can really do is focus on those characters and why we like them and what keeps us coming back to them. And I think both the books that we started off with, with Star Wars, there's... No characters in there that I'm like, oh man, give me that sweet, sweet Kira action. You know, like the Palpatine stuff is probably what I talked about most when we did our review, and Palpatine's in maybe like four or five pages total. And Spider-Man didn't feel like Spider-Man because, like you said, it's it's a Spider-Man on the run. Like it's a Spider-Man that can't deal with what's going on, so he's just running rooftops with no powers, and then. MJ's going to teach kids about... Uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember what play it was even, but... Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is, but the next beer, Clown Shoes, 12 Years of Christmas, guys. Uh, this one also bears the limited release marking, because this is their coca uh, It was Les Mis. Jean thank Valjean you. Yeah, Jean and- Valjean and Javert. Yeah, thank Javert. you. <laughs> thank you.
1: I'm like, wait a second, I know, I know. Wait, <laughs> mean, I, 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 I know this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I-, I felt like Captain America. I know that one.
0: <laughs> but Coconut Sombrero, this is a Mexican-style stout with coconut flavor and vanilla, uh, 7% ABV. And I I really like this. It has a wonderful, like, chocolate on it, a great coconut flavor that comes in behind it, a wonderful, like, vanilla sweet alongside that coconut, too. Like, I think this is the perfect melding of all of these flavors. And that nice little, like, coffee ground uh, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised to see this is only 7%. Like, if you had told me this was more, I would have believed it because I think when I think of, like, a like Mexican stout, I always think, like, it hides that alcohol better, so they tend to ramp it up a little bit more just because it is so flavorful. And I'm surprised that this is only 7%. Like, this is literally in between the, uh, the baked goods and the space cake.
1: Yeah, you keep on saying surprise. I am so happy that it's only 7%. <laughs> like, this is, like, a beer, because I really like the Chocavesa from Stone. Yep. The, the, you know, the, the Mexican style, you know, with the chili and coconut, you know, really good. Uh, especially during the holiday season. Now, this beer, and you know, there's a the coffee um, that I like to get that's coconut caramel and vanilla together and it's like santa's what christmas or holiday blend or you know they change it seems to change every year um the local grocery store that carries it um they ch- it changes its name but like every year i'm like oh man i i want that coffee and uh that's this is giving me the similar kind of vibes for, from that and it's only seven percent and i'm like Man, I kind of want to pick pick up a six pack of that, and that's exactly what I want to say about each and every beer that
0: I drink from
1: this pack. And- so
0: I have had this one before. Uh, last time I had it was in 2020, um, and I picked up like a like a tall boy can of it. Um, so I think I just grabbed it as a loose can from my beer store. I put it at a 4.0, and I think that whole you. Like this is. This is solid. I think this is one of the best beers we've had. From, uh, hand- and we're like literally halfway through the the twelve yeah. beers now, and I think this is great. Yeah, hands down, this is uh, this is the best
2: we've had so far. Yeah. Um, and coconut in beer, in my mind, always walk a fine line between like, oh, that's a good coconut, and oh, that tastes like sun lotion. Like, yeah, it's always very hard to nail that coconut and make it good and when I see coconut I'm always worried about that but this really delivers a nice coconut and again it mixes like you said Chris it mixes well with all those other flavors the chocolate the coffee the vanilla um, excellent excellent beer this, this, is why you, a clown this is why you buy the box is to yeah. get those things that you're like oh man this is fantastic I would drink this again and uh, You know, and the other beers we've had thus far are, like, good. They're good representations of the styles that they are. They're not super big standouts, but they do do the job.
1: Yeah. But this one makes me want to buy more clown shoes. The other ones were like, okay, like, even Space Cake. I'm like, Space Cake, if I see it on the shelf, maybe I'll pick it up next time. Because... I've had it it's three good. years in a row and it's always it's good. It's decent,
0: but I think it would be also, a good fridge filler. Like I think yeah. there's enough there that you like drinking it and bargatory. Like if you saw it there, it'd be like, Yeah, this is this is fine. Like gimme give, give me a clown shoes, like space mm-hmm. cake.
1: It's a it's a beer in search of a niche for it to fill. Space cake. Mm-hmm. Like okay, a multi West Coast IPA. Like, at what point am I really in the mood for that? Hardly ever. I, like, if I'm yeah. West Coast, I want p- big pine, big big resin, big flavors. And that one, it's good hoppiness with good malt. But I don't know. It, it, it's just a style that I'm not, like, in love with right this second.
0: I'm sure there are people that that's their yeah. style. Like, that's oh, yeah. what they go for. For me it's one of those things like if I'm getting it in a sampler pack like this or if I'm going to a brewery and I'm getting a flight and that one's on there I'm glad to have it. Like it's it's good enough to like break up everything else that I'm having but I don't I don't need it. Like if Space Cake yeah. wasn't in this pack I wouldn't miss it. I wouldn't be lamenting writing angry letters like where is the Space Cake clown shoes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lived up to your name because right now you're fucking clown shoes. Like it's, it's a good beer though. Like I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not going to disparage it, but this I think this is a much better showing of what clown shoes can do. Agreed. But now let's talk about what that Jeff Johns do.
1: I'm just like scrolling through, trying to figure out where the heck the title page is in this book, and it's on page 14 on my digital reader. Uh, Stargirl The Lost Children Chapter 1 Lighting the Fuse uh, written by Jeff Johns art by Todd Newick uh, and Matt Herms uh, is a colorist and letters by Rob Lee and this is basically a like kind of a teen uh, teen high school kind of dramedy where Stargirl Courtney is uh you know, a good the good girl. She's she's doing well at school, but she's been hanging out with the wrong kind of crowd, and that's Red Arrow, and they're trying to solve a case of these missing teenage uh, legacy heroes. Uh, something's been happening, and her you know Courtney is now missing out on school, doing some other stuff, and we're learning all about this basically by her parents uh, yelling at her, <laughs> and. Um, I liked it. it. It's a fun. Still, it's definitely puts Courtney back into the uh, high school kind of roots. It, it's a much more grounded, like Star story, than we've than we've gotten Knock. when she's with the JSA. Um, when it was the original, like Blue Valley, Valley High, Blue Valleys kind of stuff uh, from the ori- very original run of Stargirl, it was this more high school kind of take. Uh, I think it does a good balance of that. And I hope you two enjoyed it as well.
0: All right. I was pointing to John, pointing to me, pointing to John, pointing to me, um, and John pointed to me. So um, I looked up how to pronounce his name. So if you heard it in the background, that's what what it was. Uh, Todd knock, because I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, he was actually one of the co-creators of young justice. Back when that came out. So seeing his artwork in the DC universe always kind of harkens back to that time where I was all in on, you know, your Impulse, uh, Superboy Connell, Tim Drake, Arrowhead, all those characters coming together. And this did have that nostalgic feeling for me. And I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the show, but I've never read any Stargirl Stuff, Really? Um, Yeah. I might have read stuff that she was in because of, like, Justice Society and things like that, but I've never actually been, like, a Stargirl fan. Um, (laughs) I I enjoyed this, though. Um, This hit me in the same way that the Dark Crisis Young Justice book that just wrapped up this week actually hit me, where it's kind of that love letter to... Mm-hmm. That early 2000s storytelling that was like I think just a great fun time for comics, uh, and even though I don't have that nostalgia for this character, I think this does do a good job of kind of fulfilling that promise. Um, I don't know if any of the characters that we're seeing in here are characters that have been around, like uh, Dynamite Boy or whatever, Di- Dynamite and like TNT. TNT guy or whatever whatever his name is. Well, um, I read my dc encyclopedia you don't need to because i think it does a good enough job of kind of just setting that that story where if these aren't characters that existed before it's fine because even they're, they're having the conversation where it's like oh i don't know who these people are and it's like i thought you knew everything about the golden age um because there are a lot of just weird funky characters out there that you could just make something up and i wouldn't know if you were telling the truth or not. Uh, so the fact that they could be real, they could not be, it's all the same to me. And I think the heart of this story is just that kind of fun, hey, let's sneak out after dark, solve this mystery, you'll be back in time for school the next day because he told your mom Tom- yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow you'll you. seem to be good. Um, it's fun. I I don't want to get ahead of us because we still have another book to talk about but i think this was my favorite book that we we read this one
2: i think so too it's definitely my favorite book um and there is a reason like i finished this and i was like yes jeff john someone that we've loved on this podcast for years uh we may not have loved everything that he's done in the 13 years that we've done this podcast oh we'll, we'll talk about that with the next book because uh, I have thoughts But when I finished this I was like I love this book There's another Jeff Johns book that came out I really wonder wanna... Hold on
1: <coughs> I am looking Rusty. through my uh, DC encyclopedia <laughs> That was published by DNK uh, And I am not Seeing TNT in here So I don't believe he exists That's
0: okay because um, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm, even if he did, I'm not going to be like pouring through back issue boxes looking for like any of the stuff. And it, you're not it's gonna, there to serve the story,
2: and you're not going to say, "I want my TNT books now." Like, give me a new series about him. Um, but when I finished this, I was just like, "Yeah, this is the stuff I love that Jeff Johns does," and I needed and a better excuse to buy a book and read it for for the look back, and that's kind of why I forced. JSA because I thought JSA I can buy it I may not get to read it right away but if I pick it for the list or make the guys read it for the list we'd either have something good to talk about and I got to read it um, so yeah um, everything about the book the the all the sidekicks that disappeared in the 1940s where are they? They're trapped on some island, still as kids.
1: Sorry, I did find TNT and and the dynamite. He, it's on page uh, three twelve. So yes, they are characters here. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, uh, they're the second, they're listed yeah. after like was that Tomare? Yeah, Tomare. Okay. R- right before Tomare and Tomahawk.
1: So they were listed under T and T and I was looking under Dying them like so that was my bad. I should have just went to write to the index. Sorry, John. Oh, that's fine.
0: <laughs> but Paul, you were the the resident Stargirl fan. So how do, how does this hold up to your view? It feels much
1: earlier Courtney adventures. Like she hasn't grown into that full fledged like, no, I'm a freaking superhero. <laughs> like she's still relying on her parents, still rely or relying on Pat uh Stripesy it seems. And this is like it feels more like some of her adventures like without him over her shoulder. So it's a younger version of the character that I've kinda like started reading when I picked up JSA like by the time I started picking up JSA um uh, she was established and she was kind of a like a mentor to some of the even younger characters like uh Maxine Cyclone and stuff like that you know
2: cuz she was just she was a even,
1: step above
2: them you know she she wasn't yeah. freshman and she wasn't a senior yeah. she was right in the middle
1: yeah she was an upperclassman she was Helping Cyclone and Joaquin, the uh, guy with the the new kid with the genie. Um, Yeah, she was like the image. She was like the Nightwing of the GSA. You know, helping out the younger characters, not the elder statesmen, but also established in their own right. And this seems younger, and it's still fun. Like I'm glad she's going out there on the adventures. I'm glad she's sneaking out. You know, going get, and I know she's going to get in
0: trouble.
2: <laughs> well, yeah,
0: because she's not, not going to be back in time for school in the morning. No. no. Well, what I think is kind of fun, and it could be applied to all four of the books that we're talking about today, but I think this and Spider-Man: Lost Hunt kind of have the most in common, where you are going back to an earlier point okay. in this character's history to tell an untold story and I think s- Stargirl does a better job of that I would a- like, I would agree sa- same thing, like, John, you always had that love of Spider-Man and Kraven Lost Hunt's one of your favorites uh, or Last Hunt, sorry I it was Last Hunt um, Paul, you love your Stargirl and Justice Society I don't have strong affinities for either one of those characters so jumping into both of these books I think Stargirl's the one that was like, yeah, I have no big view or love of either of these characters, but Stargirl still told a fun story and that could just be maybe what they were going for with Spider-Man though, because that nineties period of Spider-Man was very convoluted, very continuity heavy and not the best time for the character. So maybe they're trying to like hearken back to that and tell like a, a true like Spider-Man story from like the eighties and nineties, but that that's not the kind of story I want to read. And I loved the art in Stargirl.
2: Like I everything fit, even like the early pages showing like TNT and Dan Dynamite. It just looked like that,
0: that, that filter yeah. and the coloring. Uh
2: everything looked good. And even just how they drew mom and how they drew star
0: girl all of that
2: i thought it all all was great
0: uh and I, again paul i'm gonna come to you as the resident expert has your staff always been semi-sentient like is it a character in his own or is this like a no,
1: that's a thing like, for I think this a book
0: n- newer thing okay. well
1: <laughs> i think it's a newer thing. this kind of feels wow. like it's spinning out of the tv show it's a little tv show-esque Okay. Uh, and I, I will also mention this. It seems weird that I am going to mention it. I am so sorry. Um, no braces. He's,
0: he's either bringing up Fantastic Four or X Factor. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: No, uh, Courtney doesn't have any braces on this uh, in, in oh, okay. this issue, and it seems like a very nitpicky thing. But there was a whole like the final issue of Jeff Johns' run on Justice JSA because it wasn't Justice Society; it was JSA at that point. Like was her, like Courtney was going to go and get her braces removed, and then the dentist is like, "Ah, you got to have them on for one more year." Like it was a whole. You
2: know, it seems silly, and when Paul got his Stargirl sketch, he asked for the braces.
1: Yeah, I. The braces are on there because it's part of her character. Like she's a younger character; she's still you know like. It's a signifier of her age,
0: and and when he did that, the artist was like, "Oh, that's right. You're the guy that asked me for the cankles <laughs> last year when I did the drawing. How you been, man? For
1: yeah, with my mom, ma- Uncle, yeah, <laughs> yeah, guess, you know cooking up
0: the the, the the Thanksgiving turkey for the uh, for Bruce Wayne." I mean, just weird fact to this day Paul still can't climax no. unless he has a pot on his head <laughs> <laughs> Original red tornado That's what he calls it <laughs> All jokes, everybody All jokes <laughs> <laughs> But we do have one more Jeff Johns Justice Society book to talk about And that's actually going to be the Justice Society of America So John This is the book. How did this stand up to what you were hoping for and expecting based off of Stargirl? Um, (laughs) Because Paul said it. This is a book. (laughs) I
2: was expecting this to be a lot more like his JSA that Paul and I both loved uh, from the early 2000s. From what you are hinting at is you didn't like this book? So, I enjoyed. I enjoyed
0: it as something that's. It isn't in any continuity. I'm gonna say something that I hope leads to a bigger discussion, and you're not just taking it as I don't like this. Um, to me, this read like when Jeff Johns did the the Watchmen, mm. like the Doomsday Clock series. Okay. This is his. Darker take on the Justice Society of America, and I think this is stripped of everything that made Jeff Johns the Justice Society writer.
2: I think I, I will agree that this book is darker, but I think with Helena, go,
0: it's Hel- it's it's darker, but it just seems to be like needlessly. Like faux gritty with like Power Girl yelling at people, and it's like, oh, the team's all villains now. Why would you trust them? Like, they have nothing to stand for. It it seems to be just trying to stir that pot. And I will say, I did like the fact that they had like Solomon Grundy on the team, like right at the beginning. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I dug that. (laughs) Uh,
2: I enjoyed, like, I enjoyed like The Mists Kid. Like, I enjoyed the team. And the fact that because the
1: miss kid could be a hero, there's no reason for him not. <coughs> I, I enjoyed Star, that you and me, we love Starman. Yeah, I and stir you don't know where he where, where that happens. Like Jack goes off to like try to save his kid, so maybe he does. What I thought was because he his last name is Knight. Yeah, <coughs> what I
2: really liked is every villain that is on the team. Corresponds to the place that they took, so you have the mist in there for Star Starman, Star Girl. Mm-hmm. You have um, Solomon Grandi there for uh, uh, Alan Scott. You have the well, Redlanders Red Alan No, Alan the Red Lantern.
1: Yeah, you're right. The Red. I just I, I was just looked at Solomon the Grandi because he's the complete opposite of Mister Terrific.
2: Okay, yeah. But they're all they're all villains who correspond to a to a hero, uh, Hawkman and the Gentleman Ghost. Yeah, they they all kind of correspond to a hero that's on the team. Mm-hmm. But what I think you're gonna when you're gonna get the JSA, the bright, the bright shiny JSA that we know Jeff Johns can write, is when Helena goes back into the past, and you're gonna have these golden age JSA members there. So yes, I think it's a little needlessly dark and gritty, but I kind of liked that everything that's happening in this book is not what the JSA is. It's the complete opposite. The heroes on the team are the complete opposites of the heroes that they're sitting in those spaces for because they're the villains that they used to fight. So I think this book is supposed to show it's the complete opposite right now in this world of what the JSA is supposed to start. And we're going to re- and you're go- and we're going to you're going to reclaim it. It's going to be a new beginning for these characters, especially for Helena who's going to learn from these JSA members and they're going to have those kind of legacy things and teach her how to be that superhero, how to be that mentor and how she's going to fix what's going on in the future. Because this is an Elseworlds story. This is not
1: mm-hmm. okay.
2: what... This isn't in continuity.
1: Yeah, it well, is. I was trying and to read I the just, very
0: top to see if it was like one of five or one of... Go ahead. And Chris, and sorry. I, sorry. No, I just, just a question because I did just read it um, today, like an hour and a half before we started recording. And the like the villain that's our man, right? Because he's controlling time. Like it's not. No,
1: it's probably Penta. What is his name? Pent. Pent. Um, Pent. Dragon. Pen, Pent. Dragon. I don't know. I there's there's a, there's a uh, the JSA famous there's a famous villain that basically is a time travel that that can, uh,
0: controls time. Um. No, okay. this is number one. The new age, the new Golden Age. Gotcha. Okay. I, I just wasn't sure because I think at some Let point
1: read my encyclopedia here. <laughs> I thought it could have been Rip Hunter
0: made or Hour Man or I thought they had made a reference to like the drug that he took that gave him the powers for an hour, like the miracle, or could it be like thinking about maybe that was in Stargirl Summer, I don't know. because um, I read these two back to back thinking that there was gonna be some crossover. Not at all. There definitely was not. Um, I, I do like that it's Helena Wayne. I'm I'm a Huntress fan in all versions and aspects of that character. Um, I love Michael Janin's art. I enjoyed him since he was doing the uh, the Nightwing book that wasn't Nightwing because it was him as like Agent. Uh, it's not it? forty seven because that's Hitman. Uh, yeah, it was, was it was when it was Agent just Agent like of spiral, and, like yeah. Um, his artwork's fantastic. He is working with a different colorist here, though, that I think strips some of the life out of his artwork, because it all appears very flat, and it reminds me almost of uh, the artist that you guys uh, like. Ivan, uh, not Ivan, uh... Fra- Frazier Frazier Irving. Irving? It reminds me of... I thought that, the same just thing. Just in the coloring, not in the actual, like, art style, but, like, everything has that kind of, like, compressed look to it, um, which in some panels works incredibly well, but then in other panels, especially the ones where it's like Helena's costume, like that flat purple just kind of overpowers everything else in the panel that you're looking at. But I, I do see what you're saying, John, like where you're like, Oh, they're coming back. They're going to reclaim it, show you what the JSA is supposed to be. But for a first issue, this didn't make me want to pick up that second to see them reclaiming it because so much of this book is just unlikable and needlessly dour and that was like our biggest complaint about that doomsday clock series where it's like yes he's telling a story true to those characters but if you don't like anything about the characters or the story why keep reading it because we kept picking that one up and i think we talked about like for like four or five months in a row before it was just kind of like, yeah, we don't like this. Let's stop doing this because we were talking about it just to keep talking about it. But there was nothing redeeming to it. But I think Helena... It could have gotten to that point, but we didn't stay on there. And I think this is the same thing for me. Like, I don't want to stay on it to get to the point where it's redeeming.
2: See, but I think Helena is very, for the Huntress, is very redeemable. She's the person who's like my father saw the good in people i can see the good in these people like to help make this team like she is someone who does have hope inside of her it's just the rest of the world is is has a bigger stack of cards than she does and she's only holding a few and i think she's the whole book is going to be her learning to gain the advantage on that stack and how to how it should be I I don't know again we don't know and um I, I I liked I liked it I enjoyed the book it's my second favorite of um of the books that we read for the month I would probably put I would put Stargirl number one this number two And Star Wars and Spider-Man are, like, equal footing. They're both, like... Either one could be three, either one could be four. I didn't love either one of them. I didn't hate either one of them. I feel like uh, Star Wars was a bit more of a slog to get through. Because I didn't know what was going on. And I didn't like it was just Mm -hmm. telling me everything. So I guess, in that sense, it would be number four. But it doesn't really matter to me
1: which order those two go in. My problem with this issue number one is that it's trying to set up characters that I'm supposed to care about. And then they they kill them. And then they kill them. And my problem is, like, this idea, this concept of, hey, having a time travel story where, hey, I'm going to go back in time in order to save the thing that, you know... Is here or create something better? Is good in season three <laughs> uh, mm. of oh, the story arc. It's not. It's not issue one. That's all I'm saying It's like, I, I cool. I'm getting introduced to this huntress. Like awesome, cool. She's looking for Doctor Fate. Awesome, cool. And then what? Solomon Grundy's on the scene. Okay, I'm I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. And then all of a sudden like I was out. <laughs> because once per uh Derek Tan that's uh, that's definitely the villain. It's definitely oh, okay. di- Derek Tan. I just looked him up. He's a time traveling despot and he just like awful just like quickly dispatches everybody in the team. I'm like Okay, that's a story choice. <laughs> like because most of the time in the superhero story, somebody's going to have something to stop that from happening. But whatever. Um, but I didn't care about on any- I, I was excited to see the Mist Son. I was legitimately excited to see him being on the team. Um, because that's a legacy that I care about. That's that's dar- That's Jack Starman legacy. That's jack knight like i'm ready to go and then they kill them all off and i'm like okay oh and then she goes to another world back in or back in time now i'm out like it's none of those characters will exist after whatever she does mm-hmm. that she's going to do none of that
0: just like she my can't problem, come, she can't come back too and be like no, no guys let's all get together like yeah you know,
1: that point that she left is not going to be the end point that she can return to and that was my problem with justice or with uh, fantastic four number 1 like it's a it's a weird number 1 to start with it's the you're reading a story for 21 pages and then you get to the last page and you spent $4.99 to get to the last page to actually start. And you only get to start the story on page 20, 20, 22. And I, I had an issue with it with Fantastic Four number one. I'm having an issue with it here, with it here with just Society of America number one.
0: I, the only time I like that kind of dourness is when it's Helena talking to Selena, mm-hmm. like where it's like the two of them in like Wayne Manor and it's like, yeah. no, your father was too trusting. It's like, well, we never saw that version of Batman. So I don't yeah. know. But then it's just that like I go down into the cave because I know she's not going to follow me. Like I I like that. That's the only like friction I I need in this book. Especially leading into other characters that I don't know. Again, not just a society fan. Uh, and it's not even like the Justice Society because it's all just offsprings of villains, except for like the Gentleman Ghost, who's, who's there, which is kind of kind of fun. Um, but even then, like I know more about him because he popped up in like an episode or two of Justice League Unlimited than I know him from the actual comic books. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're going to disagree on this it, one. I, we we
2: have hundreds of books. That I've liked and you've disliked, and vice versa. Like it doesn't affect or bother me. Um, but what are your what are your uh, rankings? Look before Ooh, we get to rankings. the power
0: rankings. I just want to say uh, I have a surprise clown shoes beer because I saw this when I went to the beer store the other day just to grab stuff. And this is the Lionhearted 5.2% ABV, uh, and this is a sour ale with passion fruit passion fruit puree and hibiscus. It's delightful. If this was in the pack, I think this would be a better place than something like the the reindeer games or the the space cake. Like, the stuff that you constantly get. Because I think this is, again, very different from anything else that's in there. Because it is, like, tart. It's that bright tropical flavor. Um, they do good stuff. They do different stuff. And that's why I like that they're available down here. Because... I always want to see what they do next. Uh, much like I always want to see what Paul picks for his power ranking. Alright, my power ranking is going to be
1: Stargirl, number one. Then, Star Wars, number two. Because, you know, I, I didn't mind it as much. I, I did feel like they, again, undercut the nicer run. Then, number three would be just Society of America and number four, Spider-Man,
0: The Lost Song. Uh John, you went Stargirl first? Yep. JSA, and then Spider-Man, man, JSA. and then Star Wars. Uh, Paul, ours is exactly the same because I have Stargirl number one, so that's something that we all mm-hmm. agreed on. Uh, best book of November that we read. Uh, then I had Star Wars because there's enough promise there of what Star Wars is. It just felt like a lot of rehash of the beginning. Uh, and then I went Justice Society number three because
1: Hold on, hold I, on, hold on. I'm gonna pull it, John. I'm gonna take out uh, Spider Man and I say guys we should read Fantastic Four number one. Because
0: you know not <laughs> number two. Not
1: number two. <laughs> no no So I'm gonna take out Spider Man, the Lost Hunt, and put in Fantastic Four number one in my power And ranking. it will still be number, number we go. four that's I mean, looking number four in that book. Because it's perfect at number four. It's
0: fantastic at number four.
1: But okay, yeah, continue I, on with your uh, power ranking, Chris. No, because
0: that, that was it. Because um, Justice Society's he's my number three. Much like yours. Um, mm-hmm. I like the artwork in it a lot. I like the Selena Helena stuff. It's just I don't care for where the story goes after that. Uh, to me, it just smacked of Jeff Johns, Watchmen, Doomsday Clock, which we collectively did not like. Um, And then I have Spider-Man Lost Hunt as my number four. Um, I imagine I would probably also have Fantastic Four number one as the number four as well if I need to. (laughs) That's an episode, guys. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, If you're following along with us here on whatever podcast platform you're listening to, We appreciate it. Uh, I've sent our Spotify info because much like Spotify does for listeners, if you uh, use their streaming platform to see what you listen to, um, since our podcast is on there, I also get podcast updates as well. Uh, I forget what the number was. Uh, We were up 25% for listeners. So, hey, we didn't lose people. We didn't maintain. (laughs) So, thank you, whoever... Has been listening and is continuing to, and started. Hey, thanks for jumping on. We definitely appreciate that. But what really kind of surprised me is the fact that we put out three point five thousand minutes of content, which seems like a lot because we only put out thirty (laughs) nine episodes. We did not do like a strict fifty two, just because we did have some time off in between. Some of them
1: was like that
0: low of a number like how many again 39 39 episodes wow. now again like spotify's unwrapped is only through november so we do still have okay. technically like from when it pulls all the info to the end of the year like a month month and a half okay. um so we we could still put out more put- episodes this year this is <laughs> one of them obviously um yeah. But yeah, you know, we always we so always do to miss a couple. But. We miss a couple weeks. I mean, John had some stuff going yeah. on. There was some yeah. times the, that I wasn't able to whole, record. The whole month of September was basically shot, and that was like four
2: or five weeks there. And then you think just down the road, just us not being able to get
1: together. Yeah, but we did barbecue boys. We did uh, movie
0: fixes in there. We did. I don't think we did any movie fixes this year.
1: Well, we definitely
0: did barbecue boys. <laughs> you did you did, you we definitely did, did three two three or four episodes yeah. of barbecue boys yeah
2: yeah
1: four episodes
2: are all four up
1: I think so I think we've did five I recorded five and yeah
0: we've recorded
1: five four are up okay barbecue boys
0: but barbecue hey boys thanks for listening no matter how you are whether it's on Spotify or another podcasting platform we definitely appreciate it. Um, if you're following along on any kind of other social medias, whether it's the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, thank you. Make sure you always like or comment on any of the stuff that we are putting up there. That way we know you're listening, and then we can also uh, comment or respond back.
1: <laughs> yeah, and if you're one of the five people that are listening on Spotify, which is the lowest estimate possible, because if we re- increased by 25% the lowest number of people we could have started with then is four. <laughs> because if we increase from one to yeah. two, that's a hundred percent increase. Yeah, that would be a hundred percent. So, let us know. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> and Five if
0: people. Let us know. Emails over at boardcast at gmail.com uh, Hey, we're only halfway through the 12 beers of Christmas. You still got time to go to your beer store, pick up a case, catch up? and drink along with us for the next episode which I don't even remember that what that one's gonna be it would be uh, 504 well I know the number but I don't remember what it's supposed to be about this is, this is podcasting <laughs> let me look up on our show notes ooh, are we ooh. supposed
2: to be recording all of this
1: <laughs> I'm still recording it <laughs> I'm still recording I don't know I, I might edit it out afterwards I was checking the bill score I'm sorry people it's Thursday night's football. Bills are playing the Patriots. We just went up 24-7. Hey. I'm very excited.
0: Well, let's- Go Bills. Go, Go Bills.
1: Bills. Let's get off
2: this podcast. I'm still recording.